1: I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. First and foremost, to all of you in the U.S. and anywhere else in the world who celebrate this time of year by giving thanks, by being particularly aware of the importance of appreciating not only our own lives, but also the lives of everyone else, a most joy-filled Thanksgiving and the coming season of Holy Days. We are always grateful that each of you who tuned into our show now choose to join us during your busy lives. Communicating what we communicate and how we communicate is always a choice, isn't it? Well, gratitude seems to go hand-in-hand with prayer. One of the most important and powerful forms of communication that is an essential part of our overall theme for this season, your psychic abilities, how God answers your prayers. So many people tend to assume or believe that the main purpose for praying is to petition God for something they need or want. It's a little like how some kids learn to write a letter to Santa Claus prior to Christmas to ask for what present they wish to find delivered under their Christmas tree or in some traditions at the foot of their beds. Of course, in many different religions, it has been customary to pray to a favorite saint who happens to be a prayer answering who happens to have a prayer answering specialty that you need for whatever the devotee needs at the time. On the other hand, there are plenty of people who regularly use prayer as an avenue to communicate to God in order to express their appreciation and gratitude for all that is true, beautiful, and good that they experience in their lives. Likewise, there are always children who share with Santa Claus their deepest heart's desires to help others in need. In a big way, some kind and giving children are offering Santa help in doing the enormous job he has to do, rather than asking to get their more selfish desires fulfilled. Prayers to God, or even to various saints, is what we call our communication with the undivided oneness and limitlessness, limitless and eternal creative power or spirit that represents God in the world. If it is our mode of communicating with God, it definitely has to support a two-way communication between us, doesn't it? It's not like dropping our mail-in ballot in the mail and hoping that not only will our vote reach its intended destination, but that it will be counted and helped to elect our preferred candidate or pass the proposition or le- legislation we seek to put into action. That's more like us petitioning our government with our goals and hoping for the best that the government not only hears us, but also advances things to help us attain them. Prayer, on the other hand, needs to be a two-way communication. After all, I understand that God has an open-door policy 24-7. So for for today's episode, we borrowed from former U.S. President John F. Kennedy's legendary presidential inaugural speech that he gave not only to Americans, but to the world on January 20th, 1961. I I even remember the speech. He spoke perhaps the most powerful and inspirational sentences of his relatively brief 1,344-word oration toward the end of, his inaugural address and it goes as follows. And so my fellow Americans ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world ask not what America will do for you, but together what we can do for the freedom of man. These words both inspired and challenged not only Americans, but everyone around the world to contribute in some way to the public good. We borrowed those words and adapted them to apply to each of us contributing to the spiritual good for all of us. Our title for our show today is Prayer. Ask not what God can do for you. Ask what you can do for God. Prayer, first and foremost, is a most intimate communication avenue we have with God, our source of life. In our other communications we have with those we are closest to, there is always a two-way flow of communication, isn't there? You say hello to your best friend or spouse or family member and you get some kind of hello in return, although... There may be times when we ask our beloved companion for something we might want or need. Don't we tend to offer something that's valuable in our estimation to them more often? Aren't we happier when we are giving communication that would benefit them more than when we are seeking something from them? If that's true, when we are communicating on a personal and intimate level with the loved one, how much more would you say it would apply to our communication with God? Plus, just like those closest to us and love us the most tend to already know what we need and want without asking for it, God, more than anyone else, knows all that we need and want all of the time, right? In fact, God knows what we really need and want far more than what we merely think we need and want. If that's even remotely so, don't you think that if you asked God what you can do for your creator, God would tell you? Ah, but you might be more concerned with your own well-being first. What if you're facing bankruptcy or the imminent loss of the most important person in your life or a terminal illness or even a possibility of being incarcerated unjustly? You might feel that you are at the end of your rope of possibilities to get through your situation and reach out to the only one you can think of that might be able to muster up a Hail Mary mega miracle. You might pray to God to get you out of your current jam. In fact, that's usually when people who don't normally pray, pray. Of course, there's nothing inherently wrong with doing that. After all, at least you're opening up enough to ask, Right. That's definitely a start, and from what I hear, God doesn't hold anything against you or play favorites or demand prepayment of your dues. Throughout the ages, many a desperate person has prayed to God and received the 11th hour miracle gift that saved their, well, whatever. Yep, definitely nothing wrong with that. Nevertheless, consider another use of prayer. What would happen if you prayed to God and asked what you can do for God instead of asking what God can do for you do you think God would answer you or would you be afraid to ask because God may ask you to do something that's way above your pay grade or you already have a full plate and you couldn't take on any more responsibility i mean what if God asked you a big God-sized ask and you just aren't up to the task Would you turn God's request down, even when God never turns your request down? How would that make you feel?
2: Exactly. That's one of the several of the big reasons that many people don't pray to God to ask God what they could do for God. Some may feel that they aren't qualified enough to offer God their services. It may feel like it would be like false advertising. Who do they think they are to ask God what God would like from them? Isn't God already almighty and omniscient? What possibly could God want or need from little old me? Then there are those who feel that God already has everything and then some, so they wouldn't have anything they could possibly give God. Wouldn't that be like giving Imelda Marcos a pair of sneakers from the Foot Locker or Steve Jobs a black turtleneck from Costco <laughs> or a $5 rebate from Ticketmaster to Taylor Swift? Ah, perhaps a bit. But none of those ce- celebrities are known for their abundance of something, talent and wealth, whatever, is God. Are they? No. What would God possibly want or need from you? Well, actually, there's nothing that God wants or needs from any of us. The key key there is want or need. The limitless and eternal and all-creative and powerful really doesn't have any needs or wants. Yet, what happens when one has no needs or wants because of an overabundance of, well, (laughs) overabundance, distribution, perhaps. A better thing to call it would be the space to give. Once I wasn't thinking straight and saw a cute little girl by the roadside wanting to give away a couple of cute little bunny rabbits to a good home. She even had a nice handmade sign saying, bunnies for free. Hey, I mean, how could I resist? What's the harm in taking a couple little... Easy to take care of furry cuddle bugs back to a loving home, right? I'm doing a good thing for a little girl and I get to enjoy a couple of pets. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of cute little bunnies. Not one, two. That's two of them. Same species, like Noah's Ark. Two of every kind of creature, one male and one female. What were they for? Clearly. I had forgotten.
1: Especially bunnies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Very long story short, I gave the bunnies a very spacious open-air container home to have a life in with occasional supervised outings into the rest of the whole house. Well, they did all the things bunnies are famous for doing. And voila, within what (laughs) seemed like just mere hours to me, we had umpteen bunnies hopping around our cozy little universe. Mm Very quickly, I became the little not-so-cute girl on the roadside, or more accurately, on the phone, calling every school and pet store I could find in the city to see if I could pawn some of the bunnies on them. (laughs) It took some work, but I finally succeeded, and our house was once again a bunny-free zone. Yes. What do we do with our abundance, or overabundance of overabundance? We share it. Remember, God always gives. So when you ask God what you can do for God, God will definitely answer you. Somewhat similar to my answer to every school personnel that answered my phone call with, "What can I do to? What can I do for you today?" Yes. I would like to give you a little of my overabundance of overabundance. (laughs) And do you know what I thought when the school said they would take a few of the the little bunnies? Thank God. (laughs) So what is God's overabundance of overabundance? Well, pretty much everything, right? Right. Even though I'm not God by any stretch of anyone's imagination, I was quite ecstatic when someone said they would take a bunch of those furry bunnies. They would distribute one to each of the classrooms that wanted one. Aha, the school person who I was talking to wasn't asking just for herself. She was asking for the whole school community of students and teachers. What can we do for you today? Can you take some of my cute little bunnies? Sure. I can give one to different classes of students and teachers to enjoy and learn from. Would it be far fetched to consider that God would be delighted if you offered to do something for God? I mean, if God could be even more delighted than God already is limitlessly so, right? For example, God may ask you to plant seeds of love or wisdom or freedom everywhere you go that day. Or how about smiling at every person you see along the way? Or write something inspiring to uplift the spirit of the many who feel underappreciated or invisible or worthless. Or be the compassionate ear to those who need to express their hurts and frustrations. Or it could be a billion other things that you would be fully capable of doing as God's hands and mouths and eyes and ears and legs. God is beyond all time and space and dividedness. So how else would God express the qualities and attributes of oneness in this divided world without our willingness to do so? What happens if you pray and ask God what you could do for God? On the one hand, you'd still be asking God for something. But on the other, it wouldn't be for any selfish interest or need, would it? Why? Because you would know God's answer always is undivided, which means it benefits the whole life, not just one individual person. However, God answers you, what could you do for God will undoubtedly benefit many others. When you ask God what you can do for God, you'd have to ask God in the present moment. That's the give us this day our daily bread line in the prayer, the only prayer Jesus reportedly taught. In a sense, you're asking, What can I do for you today? I generally pray to God and ask this question in some form, not only each day, but often more than once in a day. I've never not received a clear and simple answer each time. Like everything in creation, what is created in spirit in an instant becomes manifested in the world of time and space over some time and space. Sometimes it might manifest almost immediately while at other occasions it may gradually reveal itself fully. Many, many times, for example, I've received God's response to my prayer simply as continue teaching. Although that answer may come to me almost immediately following my prayer, the who, what, where, when, and how might unfold over time in different spaces. At the end of my day, I may review the day and realize that I had continued teaching, even if I didn't get around to teaching a group of students. I may have answered one person's question about a difficult situation in their life, or I might have written an article for publication that offered some benefit to furthering others enlightenment, or perhaps I might have been inspired to offer a Facebook live video post that wasn't planned originally. In retrospect, I always know that such things didn't happen by accident. They are the work of the divine choreographer orchestrating the sacred dance that brings about healing to the whole community involved. If we were to look even deeper, we would see that the ripples of that miracle extends even further out into the world at large.
1: Well, we're at our first break already, so please mark your calendars for a very soon upcoming event in a couple of weekends. Saturday, December 3rd, and Sunday, December 4th, we are offering our special Holy Days Remote for Zoom Class Plus, a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event. And here's the title, Tis the Season to Know Your Joyous Soul, Unwrapping Your Psychic Gifts This Christmas and Hanukkah. And here are the titles of each of the Zoom classes. They're two hours long. On December 3rd, uh, Pacific Time, Saturday morning, The Spirit of Christmas Present, Your Key to Celebrate Eternal Life Here Now. The second class is Restoring the Peace of Your Loving Heart, Tools for Knowing Your Psychic Self. The Sunday, December 4th morning class, Pacific Time, The Gift of Asking, the Secret to Reclaiming Your Creative Power. And then the fourth class is Peace on Earth, God's Will to All, Your Psychic Recipe for Happiness and Success. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one of our Zoom classes during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social on the Sunday following the class For full write-up and details Or to sign up Go to the December calendar section Of our website MichaelTamora.com Or call our office At 530-926-2650 Weekdays during business hour Specific time We'll return in a couple of minutes With prayer Ask not what God can do for you Ask what you can do for God We'll be right back
2: Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter.
0: It's your world. Motivate.
1: Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: We're back and we're glad to have you back with us. Today our topic has been and is prayer. Ask not what God can do for you, ask what you can do for God. Even though many people may believe that prayer is for petitioning God in some way for something they need or want, we've been considering the opposite. Couldn't the purpose of praying be especially for us to have an avenue to offer something to God? Let's look into that consideration some more. Well, one of the things I can share with you is that, as a as a person who's a meditator and uh, very much into being aware, that everything is a prayer. Every, every thought we have, everything we do, is join in some ways joining with your uh, the higher beingness if you are aware. Now, one of the things. Uh, One of the stories I like to tell, and I've told this one before on our show, is the story of a, a man who decided, even though he didn't have a lot of money and didn't know what he could offer in the way of service, in a sense, he said a prayer to God, which was, what can I do? What can I do? And I read this story, I don't remember if it was in a reader's digest or something else altogether, but his prayer was, God, I'm ready and willing, what can I do to help? And he put out that prayer and within a short time, he decided, oh, I think I'm going to go to the store and get some groceries. And while he's getting groceries, he got, a. it wasn't like a voice, you know, the voice of God that some people experience but it was more like an urge. He got this urge to buy two gallons of milk and it was a very strong urge and he didn't drink milk, but he went ahead and bought the milk. And when he stepped out of this store with his two bags of groceries, the one with the milk and the other with his stuff, he didn't quite know what to do. And then he felt that urge again. And that urge said, walk down this way, walk down the street this way, turn left here, turn right here, go to that building, knock on this door which is he followed that those urges from one step to another to another. And he knocked on the door, and a woman answers the, phone, uh, the door, a uh, very young woman, and she's obviously been crying. Her nose is red. She's got tears in her eyes. And she says to him, what, what? What do you want? And he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but... I'm going to give you this bag with milk in it. Is that okay? And she started to cry even harder. And she said, I was just in my back room with my baby. Um, I ran out of money and I don't have any milk for her. So thank you very, very much. And while this is quite a skill to be able to do something like this, not all of us are capable of doing this or willing even This is very much how what you can do for God is like. Um, It's in a sense, it's joining with God and tuning into what is needed or what it is you have to offer. And when we offer somebody else something, it's the same as offering God something.
2: Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the thing in this world. Everything seems separate. Each of us seem to be individual, you know, people, individual persons. But in spirit, it's not like that. In spirit, everything is one. Nothing is divided. So in spirit, as spirit, we're the same. Except when we come into this life of Time and space, and we do things, one thing after the other, and so forth and so on. We talk with words, stringing words together in sentences and paragraphs. Oh, so that oneness of spirit gets expressed in time and space in this world as through and as different people, different creatures, different things in the world. Isn't that interesting? So what happens when we pray? We're basically reminding ourselves, oh, yeah, we are of spirit. We are of that oneness. We are of the undivided. We just happen to be experiencing things here as everything separate and divided. And so when we remember that, we call that prayer. And when we pray, what are we praying to or praying with is that undividedness. Undivided awareness, undivided beingness, undivided life. It's an experiencing of the undivided. And so this whole season of our show is devoted to your psychic abilities as as Oh yeah, this is the way through which God answers your prayers. Huh. So in this in this episode we're we're looking at that and and so okay, how is it the story that Raphael told is a great story. I never get tired of hearing that one because that just is universal. We've all had various experiences like that. The only difficult part, like Raphael was saying, is, you know, it's difficult to do sometimes. Well, the doing part isn't so much the difficulty. The difficulty is only in our willingness to go through with it. Or so many of us might just invalidate it and just go, oh, what am I thinking? What, what would what would I do with two gallons of milk? I, I'm uh, lactose intolerant (laughs) or something like that and and we just push that intuitive knowingness the answer from god the answer from the undivided because the undivided knows all because it's undivided the undivided is that young woman with the baby crying with no money and no milk to feed her child Oh, the undivided is that man who happened to go to the grocery store and and listen to that intuitive knowingness within himself that said, get the two two uh, jugs of milk <laughs> And not only that, he didn't just take those jugs of milk home. He followed through with what came after that impulse to get to... Buy two jugs of milk. Then there was this nudge to go this way down that street. That's very specific. It's better than GPS, right? So he followed it to the destination. And that takes a lot of courage for people because you're you're at the doorstep of a total stranger, What are they going to think? You know, these days you're looking at, are they going to shoot me if (laughs) they see me knocking on the door and they were not so happy that I knocked on the door, right? Or they'll call the police or they'll scare them or they'll just slam the door in my face. Back in the days of uh, door-to-door sales, I'm sure that was the experience of many a salesperson that, you know, not everyone slammed their door in their face, but a lot of them just said, what do you, you know, it's like a, when, when you, these days you just get the, the sales phone calls or sales texts and, and some people are more patient with that, but you know, I just delete them. <laughs> and, uh, that having this door slammed in your face is, is like that rejection, isn't it? Huh? I, in fact, how often does I'm sure many of you have experienced this how how often have you been drawn to say hello to some particular person that's at that time a stranger to you and if if that that attraction is a, of a certain nature you might think that oh you know I really am attracted to that person and maybe I'll ask that person out for, for a cup of coffee or whatever, because they're, you're interested in striking up at least a conversation. If not, maybe there's a potential for a, a bigger relationship. Yet, how often do you follow through with that? Ah, that's, that's where I experience maybe probably the most in terms of the answers to my prayers in terms of asking god what can i do for you and next thing later on that day perhaps or whatever i'm in some kind of a public place and i'm drawn to oh i need to go say hello to that person i need to go talk to this person and i mentioned this before and in, in other uh, shows where oh yeah this is your intuition just like the guy with the milk he felt it as some kind of an impulse you know some kind of a inner push to get the get the milk he may not have heard words he may not have uh, heard a voice he may just have had this sense of get it like urgency yeah yeah this urge to do that and for me it's, it's like that, oh, yeah, I need to talk to that person. Do I know that person? No. Do I know what I'm going to say? No. But I know that feeling because the first few times I followed through with that is very similar to walking up to some stranger's doorsteps and knocking on the door and saying, you know, I got these <laughs> two jugs of milk. <laughs> Would you like them? <laughs> and But the thing is, every single time, the response I got from the person I said hello to was very similar to the response that man got from the woman. There was no questions. There was no suspicion. There was no, I'm going to call the cops on you. No, slam the door in my face. No, it was always I've been praying for this. So often people literally said, after we had our conversation and everything, they said, This was a prayer answered. I've been asking for this. I've been wanting this. And much, much you know, different than what kind of a creep are you, right? So that's been my experience every single time. Isn't that interesting? So that's, that's when you're answering your prayer to God of, what can I do for you, God, and today? And definitely that answer shows up in some way, shape, or form. And it's, it's also how you get it is on a uh, psychic level. And it's, you're going to get it in some form, in some way, through your psychic awareness. For me, a lot of times, it's in my intuitive knowing. I just know. Uh, it, it seems like that man with the milk uh, had a similar knowing. He just knew. And then he might have heard the actual street directions, turn left, turn right. I get that periodically too. And so I pay attention to that. And have there been times throughout my now (laughs) 69 years of living here in this body anyway, where I didn't follow through? Yeah, plenty of times, especially early on in my life is, and, and while I was a kid and everything. Yeah, I was too bashful. I was too scared. I I, I didn't have permission, right? When you're kids, don't talk to strangers, those kind of things, which I didn't get that much of that because I was in a pretty safe environment uh, back when, around these days, it's If you're living in any kind of city, it's not like that. But, so I had a little bit more leeway and everything, but even so, would I just walk up to some total stranger in the middle of something and say, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) I did periodically, but not always. And sometimes I would get the nudge. And then I go, no, I don't think so. And, and, Kind of push it away or make some kind of, ex- I, I don't have the time to do it right now. Oh, that's a really good one, isn't it? Yeah. You need to go talk to that person or you need to do something and, and you go, Oh, but it's not on my calendar. <laughs> and so you just go, well, I can't do it. Yeah. Is it, I can't do it or, you don't want to bother doing it or even you're afraid to do it yeah so we all go through those motions and but part of it is that's our learning process we get many 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 chances anytime i didn't follow through i didn't get struck down by lightning Mm -hmm. or anything Somebody else probably did that was necessary. <laughs> ah, so it's it's not like that.
1: All right. Well, we're coming upon our second break already, and we're getting ready to celebrate the Holy Days and their significance in your psychic life. Please check out our website, Michael for all the detail details for our upcoming special Holy Days remote weekend event, open to everyone. Uh, And it's titled, Tis the Season to Know Your Joyous Soul, Unwrapping Your Psychic Gifts This Christmas and Hanukkah, consisting of four two-hour Zoom classes and a bonus Zoom Q&A social that's happening on Saturday, December 3rd and Sunday, December 4th. That's in just a couple weekends. You can also call our office at 530-926-2650 for information or to sign up. We have the write-up for this up on the website now. It's a most delightful, productive, and healing way to launch and celebrate your holy days and live your psychic and spiritual life. I wanted to mention one other thing, too, is for those of you who can't always catch us on voiceamerica.com, that our show, Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael tomorrow is available on a lot of platforms right now. Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, apple podcast and who knows what else we're on so tune in we'll be right back with more on prayer ask not what god can do for you ask what you can do for god we'll be right back
0: are listening to Living the Miracle Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com now back to Living the Miracle
1: Welcome back we hope you've been enjoying learning about prayer in terms of Asking not what God can do for you, but instead asking what you can do for God. Well, there's a lot more to all that, so let's continue our exploration. Well, what are some examples of how you can pray or communicate to God or ask God what you can do for God? Well, one of the practices I have is what I like to think of as being God-minded. So no matter what I'm doing, I try to keep a little part of me tuned into or aware of the, the limitless, or God, as we like to call it, in, uh, to keep it short. Um, but remembering when you're God-minded, you're starting to bring into your life that perpetual prayer, if you will, because when you're connected with the oneness, then every, it reflects on everything that goes on in your life. And here's an example. So just like all of you, Michael and I both have to do very mundane chores uh, throughout the course of a day or a week or a month. One of my chores is every Monday I go out and run errands, take care of all the errands, dry cleaning, go into the bank, uh, grocery shopping, which is the biggie, and so on and so forth. But if I keep that God-mindedness with me, I often find I have opportunities given to me that really don't take me too far off my timing or off my, uh, let's say, off my game of what I'm trying to get accomplished that day, but still manages to bring that God energy into helping other people. An example is something that happened, oh, I think it was about two months ago, where I was actually a little ahead of my regular schedule. Sometimes I don't get done till 6 or 7 in the evening because uh, I usually work a half a day before I go out to do my grocery shopping. But I was just finishing loading up my car when an elderly woman was walking across the parking lot caught my eye. And then as soon as that happened, she walked over to me and, and gave me what could have sounded like a sob story, but I'm psychic, I could see she was honest. And she said to me, my ride uh, dropped me off here, and the bus isn't coming. I just called, and she had a cell phone in her hand. I just called, and the bus isn't coming. Could you give me a ride home? And I said, where do you live? And, and it was about eight, six miles away or so. So it was going to take me a little bit of time to get there and get back to my house. But it just felt like the right thing to do. And I let her in my car, and I took her to her house, to her apartment, Drove home and all was well. And there was really, it was almost like a seamless thing in my life because these are the things that come in or just turning around the curve in a grocery store and somebody having dropped a whole bunch of things and having a hard time picking them up. And that's an opportunity to help someone, right? So God is, when you bring God with you, God starts to be with everyone in your universe. Now, there's another example I want to give you, and this is what a lot of you have gone through these past two and a half or so years. And that is, we've been, a lot of us have been separated from our loved ones and dear friends and everything by the pandemic. In A Course of Miracles, it teaches about joining at the level of the mind, which to me, I see that as the God mind, if you will. So if you're separated from someone and you miss them terribly, you can still join with them at the level of the mind, give them the love and communication. And of course it never hurts to pick up a phone or set up a zoom meeting and say hello to them, even if you are separated. But if you're in a circumstance where you just can't do that, joining at the level of God is one of the ways you can give love and, and give communication Rather than always asking for, you know, I want this and I want that.
2: Yep. And, you know, the, exactly what Raphael is talking about in terms of uh, the God mind. Oh, if you really look at it, that's what using your psychic abilities is really for. It opens your awareness to that oneness, to the undivided. Oh, the mind, or if you want to call it the God mind, is the undivided awareness, undivided consciousness. And so when you use your psychic awareness, that's all you're starting to, it's a, it's a practice. You're starting to learn to tap into that part of the mind that is limitless and undivided. And when you do, oh, you're in communication with anyone. There's only one spirit. So when you say hello in that undivided state, it's instant. And you don't have to be physically present at the same place. No, that's the divided part. The undivided part is always there. Huh, you are always there. Who you consider to be the other person that you'd like to communicate with is always there. My experience of this has been over the course of my pretty much most of my life, especially my, you know, uh, later life. Part of my life is, oh, yeah. I, I According to most people, I don't get to talk to my Some of my closest people, family and and friends, except once in a long while on the phone or in person. And yet it doesn't seem like any real time goes by between those kinds of conversations because they're always there. The communication is always there. So... Someone once said, "How can I miss you if I if you don't ever go away?"
1: That was a country western. <laughs> oh, Was that a country western <laughs> song?
2: <laughs> I, I'm with that country western song. It's it's like okay, you know, anytime. Well, my mother, who passed away, you know, many years ago. But all I have to ever do is think of her, and she's right there, and we have communication, and so therefore, it's not like. Wow, she just appeared, so we're going to sit down for the next three hours to talk. I mean, that's possible, but it's not needed. It's, it's like somebody who lives in the same house, and you say hi, and you know, anytime, you can just say hello, and, and if you have three hours of stuff to talk about, then you can do that, but you don't usually have to because you're going to see that person over and over and over and over again anytime and and this is even easier than having to speed dial them on your on your phone because you just have to put your attention and boom it's there so part of the reason we selected this title instead of you know praying to god to ask for something please god this is what i need once again it's it's okay to do that but What about considering the other side? Oh, yeah. Pray to God and and ask God, what what can I do for you? That's what was, uh, I I heard the former President Kennedy's speech, inaugural speech way back when. And um, that line impressed me so very much. Of course, being a child, listening to that, I didn't have the words or enough of a life experience to really explain why it touched me so much. But now I know. And and what happened is I got to see, oh, yeah, if you're asking in his speech, you know, if you're asking your country all the time, like, OK, what? Why don't you you know, give me a bigger tax rebate? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why, why can't you do this? This is what I want. Again, nothing wrong with that. And, and sometimes we really have to stand up for our rights and everything as citizens of a country and so forth and so on. But what he said allowed people to consider the flip side of it is what would happen If we, instead of asking the country to do something for me, because I happen to live here, and pay taxes even, (laughs) how about if I ask the country, what can I do for you? Huh. What I experienced was this opening up of the space where, oh, what is it about? When we're always going, me, 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 me. What about me? Was it in it for me? What is that? Oh, that's isolating yourself from that limitlessness. That's taking yourself further and further away from what, God, uh, what Raphael is saying as the God-mindedness, right? The limitless mind. So that's, do you want to be separate from that? Because that is where whatever it is you need or you want, that's where you get it from, right? That's what gives it to you. So if the more you separate yourself away from that, the less you're going to be able to have what it is that you truly need or even want. Isn't that interesting? So the more you start to go, oh, yeah, what can I do for you? What, what can I give to you? What can I do for you, God, today? doesn't have to be for the next 10 years just for today what can i do for you all of a sudden you're facing that source that creative power that gives you whatever it is that you ask for but if you're going hey god i want this and i want, I want this for christmas and i want this for the, you know my birthday and i want this and i want that and i want this and why can't everybody give me this oh you've put yourself in a little cave by yourself and you can access that total givingness
1: also one of the things that i came to mind when michael was talking about this is god loves a cheerful giver that's the saying right and i want to change that just a little bit because i think this um, works a little bit more for what we're for the message we're giving today and that is god loves a willing giver and it doesn't mean you have to give until it hurts there are some religions that teach you know about sacrifice and it's interesting because sacrifice isn't necessary when you're willing and i don't think that uh anyone was meant to suffer when they were giving because when giving is giving it's a it's kind of a opening of your heart it's a healing. Thing. And a healing for both you and the other person, which is really amazing. So looks like we have come to the end of our show today, so we'll have to save that thought for another day. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that our show inspired you and provided you with some new insights and understanding of that all-important communication and merging with God in a way. We welcome you to tune in next Wednesday for our episode, Mind, colon, Your Own Business, exclamation point. So it's Mind, Your Own Business. Join us for our fun exploration about minding your own business. That is your mind. Remember, too, to join us Saturday, December 3rd, and Sunday, December 4th. Tis the season to know your joyous soul, unwrapping your psychic gifts this Christmas and Hanukkah and any or all of the four Zoom classes in the bonus Q&A social. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Debbie, for all the details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week.